I just really want to know how you get outside from living room. Ah, that'll do it every time. Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Will your microphone pick it up, do you think, from this distance? No. Okay, great. So I'm just having a one-sided conversation. I mean, it'll kind of pick it up. It'll sound weird. Oh, fun. I love that. That's very high quality. Yeah, dude, take whatever you want. Have a sparkling water and a PBR. Are you going to mix them? I don't know. I thought your thing was drink mistakes. I haven't done those in a while. I Hi. Know. Oh Hello. my goodness. Welcome what a weird episode this is going to be. It's going to be such a weird episode. I'm very excited. Welcome to If It's Gay We Play, uh, the podcast where we don't record and then suddenly you have a uh, new host. Hello. My um, name is Kai. My pronouns are fuck. Z, her, hers. <laughs> my name is Aaron and my pronouns are he, him, his. Hello. Welcome to the show. This is producer Aaron of famed producer Aaron status and of, um, oh, what is your other podcast called that's doing really well? By um, the Grace of by Pod. By the Grace of Pod. Hot. Hot. Yes. Yeah, that's me. We're very um, excited to have you. And by we, I mean me. Yes. Hannah is in Texas for some reason. She's in, uh, I won't give the city actually. She is in Texas for a wedding. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A wedding between two professional comedians i wouldn't say that does she know these people personally yeah dude they've been friends since high school these aren't just like strangers that she's like stalking in texas i don't know like maybe it was like someone like cameron esposito like (laughs) (laughs) renewing her vows getting remarried (laughs) renewing her vows and is like come out if you love my stand-up i would be there too if that was the case that is a camera esposito this is an interesting poll that you've made uh famously uh experienced divorce this year last year Um, actually yes so that was a very interesting poll that you (laughs) ended up on wow yeah i know I'm fascinated by what you're doing with your drinks. You've just kind of been moving them around until you decided to put them on the floor. Sorry, I have to get my space just Yeah, so. no, it's important. I get it. It's very important. Hello. Um, so I guess what we're doing today is a mini-sode. We're number, doing a special-sode. Number three. Oh, special-sode. That's, That's what fun. I'm calling it, yeah. Okay. Okay, we can call it special-sode okay, number cute. one. Yeah, I'm very into it. Thank you. I'm very glad that you appreciate it. Oh, I'd love that a lot. Okay. Well... What were you just talking about? Oh, yeah, those bar things that go by. Yeah, the fucking, I'm sure Hannah and I have complained about this before, but we live on a street in Denver where those bicycle bars that aren't allowed to serve alcohol that take you between bars exist. And they're very loud, and they uh, will come probably once every three hours every day in the summer, and it um, sucks. Yeah, and, and they just rode by doing a bear's suck chant Mm -hmm. now what i was going to suggest is that if you did a diy one of those (laughs) diy bicycle bar or diy bears chant well (laughs) now there's an idea thank you now there's an idea a diy bears chant Mm -hmm. from the ground up grassroots Uh, build it up build it up tear it down break it off start again start again (laughs) take the broken off piece and turn into a crumble and make a great uh, crust for crust. your cheesecake. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. The dessert that I mostly can't eat. Thank you, Aaron. Oh, for sorry. Gift. It's a vegan cheesecake. Oh, it's a it's vegan made with cheesecake. almonds. Oh, that's bad for the environment, good for my tongue. Oh, you're right. Almonds are terrible for the environment. What about like... um? What's a good one that makes cheese? 
Cashew. Cashews would be good. Cashew yeah, cheese is great. Be good. Yeah, I'm into it. But what I was saying is, oh yeah, if you had a, if you had a bike bar with a, like a punk aesthetic or like a metal aesthetic, I don't think that's possible. Then it wouldn't be a bike bar anymore. It'd be a public nuisance. Like True Brew. Yeah. If True Brewery did did a bike bar, did a bike bar. I don't know if that appeals to their normal clientele is the only concern I have. But right. I'm into the idea hypothetically because. I would really like to, um, you know, get these people uh, with the things that they like, like really take what they enjoy and then twist around until it becomes something they hate. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly my mm-hmm. point. Is I like get what that you're type, saying. That type of nuisancery is I feel fantastic. like blaring punk or metal like down the street in a relatively like middle of the city <laughs> suburbanish neighborhood. That's I'm a, into it. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be uh, a really fun time too. Uh so, Aaron, are we doing our normal Segos? Normal Segos? Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, sure, yes. Okay, tight. <laughs> I was just curious. Um, What is the gayest thing you did this week, Aaron? That is a good question. Thank you. Now, that is going to be hard for me to answer <laughs> yeah, because I will it? am a straight cishet guy. You said straight twice in that sentence. Did I? Cishet. Oh, yeah, pro- you're right. I'm teasing you, but <laughs> yes. yes. I, I personally... Uh, gosh, who is the who is the philosopher that came up with this idea? I think it was like um, Aristotle who said good actions lead to like good person. I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily saying that gay actions lead to gay person. I'm not saying they don't. What I'm saying is <laughs> Aristotle I think... also came up with one of the basis of uh, of uh, racism. Aristotle is a shitty person. Aristotle's a terrible dude. Both the one that I know and the one who is of history. I won't however, speak to that part. <laughs> however, I think that um I think that straight people can do gay stuff. I think so too. I'm just trying to figure out what it was. We're buying time. We're buying time. We're buying I time. We can cut you, it. So what is the gayest thing you did this week? The gayest thing I did this week, I think Oh man, what what have I done this week? Um oh, I bought a Subaru. I bought a Subaru. Um I was in a car accident on my birthday weekend, which was very sad for me. And uh, my beloved Honda Accord has unfortunately been totaled. And uh, to replace it, I have purchased a Subaru. The lesbian car. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. It's a beautiful car. It's the same color as the sky. So I if, know. If, like, the Hulk came and threw it in the air, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to you find even it know or catch it. <laughs> I would never catch her. I have elected, I think, to name her Laura Jane after my favorite singer, Laura uh-huh. Jane Grace, uh, which I'm very excited about. Wait, of, of which band is that? Of for those me. who don't know. Thank of you. Against me. Yes. Uh, I assume that if our listeners too, are but... trans and or queer, they might know her. But good thank you, Aaron, for making me accountable for my actions. I still don't know the gayest thing I've done this week. I'll What's the next you. question that I'm okay, supposed to ask uh, The you? next question is, what are you playing? What are you playing? Yeah. I already know what you're playing. You already know what I'm playing. I'll I know talk. what you're playing. I can say what I'm playing since I haven't How said about, my gayest thing yet. Yeah, I'm going to say your gayest thing. I'm going to put this on you so it's more socially acceptable. Is okay. um, the fact that you walked into my house on the phone with your uh, long-term girlfriend. Um, I'm sorry, long, long distance, distance girlfriend uh-huh. is okay. the term that I meant to say. Long distance <laughs> girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, and it was very cute and pure. And she said hi. And I said hi back. Uh-huh. That, and you that, both said you love each other, which is yes. so nice. Um, so I'm hugely supportive of this. And I'll call that, excuse me, and I'll call that gay. Uh, and Aaron, what are you playing this week? 
Is re is re is reorganizing my house to be more aesthetically pleasing, gay? Yes. Okay. Anything for aesthetic pleasure is. I gay. did so. I re I I rearranged furniture for Ooh. my aesthetic pleasure and arranged plants and stuff like that. That's delightful. I'm excited so to I, see if, how it's. If that's if that's gay, then I did mm-hmm. that. Good for you. Did a lot of that. Good. Jesus. Um. Okay. So what I'm playing right now. In my freshly re- rearranged room, with mm. my new desk. Ooh, is a, yeah, it's crazy. For, for for the longest time, I've been like, how do I make more space in my room? And I keep yeah. buying flat objects. Of course you do. And then I was like, wait a second. There's desks with shelves. Yeah, dude. And drawers and uh-huh. pull out things. So I got this for free, along with a leather desk chair. Whoa, fuck for off. Free Craigslist from a uh, Facebook Marketplace Ooh. from this very kind gay couple. Uh, these two men, uh, they loaded my car up with a leather chair, uh, a shredder, a shred, like a paper, a shredder? paper shredder. Ooh, why? Wow. wow. I, I know. And speakers. So, uh, like very old, like from the nineties, but cool. Really nice. Yeah. Of course. Um, they sound fantastic actually. So I'm editing music on them in my room now. And then I also got this huge desk for free. What a great. great thing. It's changed my life. So I'm very thankful to these uh, lovely, this lovely couple I met. That's beautiful. And now, on that desk, I am playing Borderlands 3. The new Borderlands. The new Borderlands. Yes, I know. We never expected. Who who would have thought that it would be me who got into the new Borderlands? I'm going to go ahead and take these off. Yeah, our fine. levels are great. Fabulous. It was me, not Hannah, who got into the new Borderlands. I am I'm not really, so not shocked by that. I'm not really into it, if I'm being honest. Um... Wow. Okay. Do 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 explain. Do explain for your listeners. I want to. Should we get to that now? I mean, I thought our thought our main topic was a little bit different than yeah. that, but we can wait to get into it until until. I guess I guess I can, I'll get into it now. All right. Um, I have a lot of problems with the writing. Oh. Okay. Not that it's it's not really like problematic or anything. Um. It is mostly just really bad. Yeah. Like. I think all of the people who made Borderlands 2 such a well-written game left left for better jobs yeah. at larger companies that could pay them more, which I guess it's not necessarily a better job. They just, a job that pays more. Yeah. You know? A different job. A different job. Uh, all the great writers on the team, I think, are gone, and I think it's probably a younger, less experienced uh, team. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main problems I have with Borderlands 3 is that it is so anti-Gen Z, it's insane. It's, like, made by millennials, like, the oldest section of millennials, who just have decided that they hate Gen Z. Oh, man, I thought we were done with that. No, we'll never be done with it. I hate that. We'll never, ever be done with this. I love Gen Z. I love Gen Z, too. But because they're into YouTube and live and, uh, and Twitch... And Instagram. But we're into those things. I know, but Gen Z is, like, extra into it. Like, they're, like, you know, Gen Z, like, defines the YouTube community. Are we just mad because they're funnier than us? Well, I think that older millennials are mad because they're making people famous for things that older millennials don't understand. I see. So... Okay, let me just read a few Yeah, 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 please. Let me just rattle off a few of the fucking... uh, Jokes, and I say that with heavy. Wow, you seem to have disliked this so much that you've saved the jokes on your phone. 
Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I wrote down the things that pissed me off as I was wow. playing. Wow, you've been preparing. Um, okay, so, um, the main, the two main villains are YouTubers, essentially. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm already tired, go on. Yes, I know, I was exhausted <laughs> the second I realized, because I was like, oh, cool, they have, like, a cult, how cool. Yeah. And then it turns out the cult is based around the fact that they, like, live stream things. Oh, gosh. And so, they do things like Slay of the Week, uh, like, they'll, they have their own show, it's a brother and sister duo, and they have their own show, and they do things like Slay of the Week, and there's one joke, again, joke, with heavy yeah, air quotes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of quotation marks, lots of air quotes uh, flying around they in say, this room. Um, she says, don't forget to uh, like, rate, and obey. That's funny. Uh-huh, that's so <laughs> fucking good, man, so <laughs> fucking good. And then there's another part where uh, this guy, Mouthpiece, uh, is referred to as one of their top influencers, which is fucking hysterical. Such yeah, a great that's pull. super good. And then he really says, uh, remember to uh, make a sacrifice or donation to join our Iridium tier chat and get all the behind-the-scenes news on the latest throwdowns. Mm-hmm. So there's that, which I is making it. fun of Twitch chat. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Patreon and stuff like that. Super and cool. So good. And then as you walk in towards that boss fight, um, they mention the Iridian level subscribers again because they get a sneak peek at the newest Let's Flay. These are excellent puns. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so fucking good, right? Yeah, that's really good. Okay, and this is probably the most egregious part of the game so far. Okay, let's me. hear it. Because all of my pulls are from this, basically. So you beat this whole level, you do this stupid mm-hmm. bullshit, you kill the boss, um, and then you. Uh, I love that Tori drinks from a people glass, and yeah, she's so people. happy. Um, so you do this whole boss, and then you find a head. This dude Vaughn, who is sometimes a well-written character and sometimes just the most obnoxious. Uh, he's like, oh, that's my best bronette's head. Like, got get, she's in VR being interrogated. Bronette's head? Bronette. Instead it of just was... bro. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Bronette. Right. Go on. Because it's a lady, oh. I guess. Vic. Uh, oh. So he says bronette. I was picturing, like, the bro internet. It's actually called the Echo Net. Oh, yep. So they've taken the Echo devices and they've turned them into like interconnected, um, like they they've made it the Echo Net. So that be- hypothetically could be cool because that reminds me kind of of Cyberpunk twenty twenty, like their for, their form of the internet, like kind of mm-hmm. how the old internet was. Right. So it's like that, but they've added it so recently, and it doesn't take that place that long after Borderlands two, which mm-hmm. had nothing to do with the Echo Net. Yeah. So. They're kind of there's a lot of uh, of plot fuckery going on, sure, as well. Um, but anyway, so you take the head, and I'm like, oh, sick! There's gonna be a VR level. Like this is so cool. They could, like, I can't wait to see like what crazy stuff the team came up with for this VR interrogation hellscape that this yeah that sounds that this cool. woman is trapped in. Like I'm very excited to play this part. Mm-hmm. So on my way, I get my first sense that it's not going to be what I want. Because he says um, something along the lines of, yeah, you can basically build entire worlds in there. Uh, you can do anything in VR. It's become so cheap now. 
But most people just vi revisit the same worlds that came out, like, I don't know, seven years ago in reference to Borderlands 2, which came out about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And basically making fun of you for buying the same game. And I'm like, wait a second. You are the company who didn't change anything really about this franchise yeah. in that seven years. Uh -huh. And you're going to... And I still gave you 60 bucks because I want to play this game with my buds. And you're oh, going to make boy. fun of me for doing that? And I'm like, it's not a good joke. So now, no. I'm, now I'm concerned about the VR experience. And rightly so. Yeah, you great. click on Let's the VR going. experience in the game. And it's the same exact map with a blue tint around the outside of the screen. I'm sorry, around the outside of the screen? Yes. Imagine like, so... that like out in the peripheral vision, it yeah. all turned light blue. Like my car. Uh-huh. And, oh. every, and it was kind of fuzzier. Oh. And that and it was the exact same map, and I fought all the way back to where I'd just been. Yeah. And instead of even being in a torture device or anything, which was the whole point, she's literally just crouched with her hands kind of over her head like a fire drill, like a, a tornado drill. Yeah, yeah. And just going, ah! And that's it. Oh. And then an interrogator comes down who's just a copy of all the other enemies you've been fighting, and you kill him, and then it's over. Great. I was like, wow, what a great VR experience I just had. What a yeah. wonderful creative thing you guys have done with this. I hope to God that like they put an intern on that and the intern just dropped the ball or something yeah. on the mission. Like, I don't know, did too many quaaludes and couldn't get it done, but I would be really impressed if that intern had access to quaaludes. They'd probably have to ship them from like South Africa. I would be too. Um Interns don't make enough money to afford this this rare that's rare true. street drug. That's true. Um, and also that character that you save. Mm -hmm. This is a, this is a repeated thing. I thought I was gonna be done with it once this character left the game. Yeah. Instead of saying fucking. Yeah. She says slapping over and over again, and Great. she says it one to two times per memory that you have to pick up of hers. Uh huh. Uh, and then she says it about eight times before you in the minute-long run back to the start of the mission. I'm, like, making a very pained face right now as yeah. a result of she just, just hearing about peppers this. peppers in slapping. Mm. And then I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is terrible writing. Yeah. And then a new character is introduced later who's this hot British woman named Lorelai. Love that. Love hot British and women. And she says slagging. And I said, hang on a second. That's the same bit. If you could, a bit. Air quotes. Air quotes bit, yeah. That's the same bit from uh from an hour and a half ago in this game. Yeah. And literally all you did was change two consonants. This is terrible. I'm very upset by this. It's some of the worst writing I've ever seen in a game. Consistently wow. throughout the game. That's impressive because you've played bad games. I've played very bad games. Yeah. Divinity. Or, no, sorry, not Divinity. Yeah, uh, I was going to say you love that game. I love Divinity. Um, Destiny 1. The first Destiny. The first Destiny is the only game I've played that competes with how bad this writing is. Like wow. Peter Dinklage saying, oh no, a wizard, apropos of nothing, yeah. is the only thing I can compare how bad this oh, writing boy. is. Oh boy, okay, keep going. So what else is there? That's a disappointment, but it's... A, um, I think that's most of the stuff that I've gotten to okay, so solid. far. Are you going to keep going? Yes. Ellie is wow. well-written. Lilith is well-written. Okay. Because they're not busy making jokes all the time. I love that. There was one moving story moment, like, interesting. Like, I like my, my blood pressure went up. Uh-huh. Uh, but I can't 
say it because it will ruin like a major plot. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask you to do it, but um, it's good to hear that. I will at least say that. the gameplay, uh huh, the guns, uh huh, and the character customization have never been better and never okay. felt more, um, more rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um. So I do recommend it on the merits of an actual gameplay, but as Earl Anima, friend of the cast, yes, pointed out, uh, he plays it on mute and does other because things. it's just so because bad. It's so poorly written. He yeah, just turns yeah. on, and the only time he'll turn the the sound back on is is uh, main mission uh, thing where you kind of have to know stuff, right? So yeah, that's my review of Borderlands Three, one of the worst written games of our time wonderful uh i mean i the whole time i'm playing it i'm just sitting there thinking like all, me and all my friends should apply to write for, for their next game because we could i thought this about so- bioware since andromeda honestly i feel like i could write a better mass effect game than andromeda yeah yeah um it's time people if you're listening to this cast you want to get into the industry you you fancy yourself a a good writer, a funny person. Don't get in there right now because they're paying people shit and abusing their workers. Well, get in after the unions. Or if you have business management degrees and also an interest in gaming, get in there and give everybody raises. Yes, please. Also do that and give people more time off. They uh-huh. shouldn't be working 80 hours a week. Please help them. Absolutely. Um, so that's my thoughts on Borderlands 3. Oh, geez, would, Aaron. Would you like to talk? Would you have thoughts on that? I mean, I mostly have just like, I think that I'm going to say the one thing. Well, there's probably a lot of things that will piss these writers off. But one of the things, I think Gen Z as an entity, you know how millennials are referred to as if we are a hive mind type entity? Yes. Thank you. Gen Z as an entity would write a better game than this. Is, is what I will say. Yes. Yes. There is no doubt Absolutely, in my mind. because they actually know what they're talking about. In the, they, yeah. could, they could make more niche, clever jokes. Because Dylan and I were talking about this. A friend of the show. friend of the show, former guest of this show. Uh, he was talking last night about how Cameron Esposito does that special uh, rape jokes. Yes, it's an excellent fucking special. Uh, uh, content warning, I guess. I yeah, there, there is a content warning. Her concept loosely mm-hmm. as i understood it was that um people are like oh you can't joke about this you can't joke about rape anymore and she's like well no you can but you have to say do something more than saying this thing happened yeah uh like that's not funny like and in the same vein that is what the writers of borderlands 3 is they're, like, they're hey, just YouTube? saying they're just saying youtube exists let's plays exist uh, liking and subscribing is a thing that people ask people. It's not jokes. It's not even references. It's just, it's just noise. It's meaningless noise. Yeah. Uh, and that's what the whole thing feels like. And they're, yeah, you're right. Gen Z could write a much better well, version of Well, a lot of, of fucking unfunny um, white cis male comedians literally will just say things that are offensive or shitty or just make observations and then not have a punchline or anything about that thing. Right. Like, it's not even funny. It's just like, hey, Twitter? Everyone? Twitter? Right. Yeah. Right. Or even, like, people nowadays doing the Fortnite thing. Like, yeah. Say Fortnite. As if it's the punchline. And it's like, it's not. It's not at all the punchline. It's not a punchline. It's just a game. It, yeah. 
so that's 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 my thing. Oh, jeez, Aaron. Um, okay, that's good to know though. Thank you for your thank you for your take. On Borderlands side, yes. Okay. Of the characters you can choose, uh huh. Two are women, and one is gender neutral robot. I do love. I do love. That goes by uh, they. I do love robots. Yeah. Um, I think uh, robots are non-binary culture. Please do not convince me otherwise. I will not listen to you. Not you, the listener. Right. Yes. yes. Of course. That's that's. I like that. I'm I'm yeah. a fan of that. It just shouldn't be paired with demonizing young people. Right. Is the unfortunate thing. Yeah. Because young people are so tight, and the fact that I'm calling them young people really makes me feel like a dumb old person right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they are they are young people. They're young people. I know it's the true. youth. They are the youth. I believe in the youth. I believe that they will write funnier games than Borderlands Three. I'm disappointed, but not surprised because I feel like when I've gone back and watched Borderlands Two gameplay or like touched Borderlands Two, some of the humor just doesn't hold up as much for me in this year as it did when I first played it, and I can't tell if that's because my tastes have become more refined or if um i held up my pinky because i is sarcasm <laughs> um or if it's like i don't know it just it was never super funny i don't know i can't tell yeah i think it's probably partially just getting older and getting tired of hearing lots of noise yeah a lot of it was like the funny part was yelling mm-hmm. like the the yelling was funny it's like how our generation used to be into fred videos on youtube i never, never watched were. them but i am familiar with the concept of right. fred and the joke was that he yelled some things he yelled a lot and his character had adhd yeah that's super funny which he didn't i think he does in real life so well that's better than you know the consistent use of the term adhd nowadays which is right inaccurate and uh-huh. <laughs> unfortunate uh-huh i agree i have it i know bad. you have it have like for real it. i don't i know it uh but the other thing I will give to okay. them as yes. an give, up, give as them. a thumbs up, uh-huh. is a huge anti-capitalist bent. That's great. So many of the jokes and plot points that will happen on your mm-hmm. com are about, like, if you let us strip mine your planet, you'll have more money to buy the things we made with the things we strip mine from yeah, your planet. Yeah, trickle down. And stuff like that. That's funny. Okay, so I like they, that. They, they definitely... I think it's, I think it's old, older millennials. Yes, who are anti-capitalist, like left-leaning individuals who don't understand the youth, you, the youth and internet culture. Yeah, and so have made this very dumb game, um, simultaneously coming from a place of wanting to make the world a better place, but also being slowly becoming curmudgeons yeah kind of like how cars 3 like all the pixar people were like it was basically like a commentary on how millennials have had everything given to them now in cars 3 doesn't lightning mcqueen die what no oh i thought there was that big accident and then crashes okay in the trailer i very just distinctly remember this portion of this small time on the internet this window of time where everyone thought lightning mcqueen died in cars 3 and I never heard anything otherwise because everyone stopped talking about it after that. Yeah, no, he he doesn't die. They okay, do good. that. It's a children's film. That'd be horrifying. <laughs> I don't know. In Toy Story, whatever they had, they almost died in the incinerator. Almost. Almost. It's very different to show a. I mean, since they're people, like that crash in cars would basically be like someone being, 
you know. Yeah, uh, like mangled on screen. Well, yeah. Uh, um. Uh, uh, yep. Dismembered. Yeah. Dismembered. Yeah. No, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm cut glad. That so it sounds like I came up with it really fast. Okay, good. I hope you don't and just leave that bit in there. Um, fucking, I'm glad to hear that. Love Lightning Queen. Love Cars. Glad he's not dead. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for sharing your. Borderlands 3 experiences. Um, I'm playing Control, a good video game. Fuck yes. Um, have you played it? Have you Can I borrow it when you're done, or did you buy it digitally? I bought it digitally. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. I, I can't. I think I got... No, well, I hadn't had the accident when I... This was before the accident. Um, <laughs> when I had uh, Control. So I was just being lazy, I think, for not buying a physical copy. But, but... I'm sorry, you can't borrow it. It's a very good game. I think the um, this is the same studio that made Alan Wake, um, which is uh, arguably a better story game. But Control is like the the mechanics just continue to be so pleasurable. Like a lot of it is the same uh, rote sort of murdering these beings over and over again because they respawn when you go into the same area. But it's just so pleasurable to use your powers that it's like not a problem for me the story continues to be intensely engaging um it's so fucking spooky it's still so house of leaves spooky i still can't play it as much at night because i get very scared it's uh and i genuinely one of my favorite things about this game i've played so few games that are like this because i've played so many games as a whole i don't know what's gonna happen next and i love that in a video game because you know how you play enough video games and then you know what happens in every video game right yes because they all have the same fucking hero's journey story or whatever right this feels like a different video game than that and i love that and i really want for you to have the ability to play it someday we'll figure out something but it's it's still so deeply satisfying um there's not so many uh quote-unquote jokes i think there's some more like there's funny stuff in all of the um documents that you can find i know i talked about this last time but i found more documents aaron Mm -hmm. and all of the documents are still so good and some of them are very funny some of them are very scary but uh they're very much like creepypasta-esque or like uh skip skip scp SCP. I had no no idea that people pronounced it Skip. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. Okay, like like the Skip Foundation stuff. Yeah, it's it just all continues to be very good. And the storyline with the um, this is revealed in the first ten minutes of the game, so I'm not too worried about spoiling this part. But uh, the whole the whole uh, your brother storyline just gets even more fascinating as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And even though it all takes place just in one one building. Uh, I haven't gotten bored of the scenery yet because there's just so many different parts of it to explore. Well, the building is made up of multiple dimensions, right? Yes, it's made up of multiple dimensions. Right, so it has like more rooms and it should be yeah. able to hold and yes. most people don't even realize it's there. Very House it's of kind Leaves. Of like, it's like House of Leaves or also the house from Harry Potter where like, yeah. where like muggles don't know it's there. It's, it's else, similar to that. Right. Isn't it also like the beginning of the game? This is something I read in, a, uh-huh. in an article about it. The beginning of the game... She goes in to like meet the the director. Yeah, and then she becomes the director instantly. Instantly, because she like she goes in and she picks up the weapon or something or yeah. the tool that yeah. allows her to move through dimensions. Uh huh. And, and well, not dimensions, but it allows her. Well, kind of. I mean, it, it's, you it's can't. Like a, it's like a it's a gun, 
and you can't move through dimensions with the gun, but the fact that you discovered you were the director through picking up this gun gives you the ability to move through dimensions mm-hmm. with certain tools. So it's like a key almost. It's like a key, yeah. It's sort of like a key. It really throws you into the action quite quickly, and it doesn't explain anything to you. I like, it's that. not like holding your hand and taking baby steps through uh-huh. little, every little bit. It's like. If you want to know the story of this place, you have to read the fucking documents. Otherwise, you won't know shit. It's not like Mass Effect where I literally – this is probably the worst thing about me in terms of my extreme Mass Effect fandom. I've rarely read shit in the codex for Mass Uh Effect or Dragon Age or anything like that. Are you somebody who like in Oblivion, did you read all the books? Yes, I did. See, I've never been that person. You also have ADHD. I would love to remind you. Yes. Well, I – would the one I would read always is the Lusty Argonian Witch. Those ones are brilliant. Okay, they fucking hilarious. Yeah, every time. Were, they, were those them. in Skyrim? Yeah, there was one in Skyrim. There's like a sequel or whatever. Oh, okay, there was some. The Lusty Argonian Witch had like so many chapters in Oblivion. Yeah, it was great. I love that. Another reason Oblivion's the better game. We've all agreed on this for a very long time, and by we've all, I mean you and I. Yes. Um, which I'm very pleased about in our friendship. But yeah, all of the documents in Control. You don't have to read them to play the game, but it fleshes out the world so deeply that, Mm -hmm. like, it's so fucking rewarding to do it. And I found so many references to, like, urban legends and myths that I know about because I've done research into urban legends and myths, like, slightly Uh rarer ones for people to know. Like, there's a very hidden little document about um, uh, fan death. Are you familiar with uh, fan death? No. It is... I believe this is a Korean myth. Um, please get on my case if I'm wrong. Uh, that uh, about if you leave a fan on in a room with like the windows closed, it will take all the air out of the room and you'll suffocate. Um, not true. I do that. Every no, night. this is not true. Uh, <laughs> but that's like that's like a myth. It's called like fan death or whatever, that's and that's wild. not something that everyone knows about. But um, the document like. Uh, explains it in terms of this this foundation this organization which i think is just so tight it's very cool it pulls a lot from real world mythology and then like translates it into the world of the game that's fantastic i love stuff like that that it's like deep cut stuff that is so up my alley it's so up my alley too dude and if you know all of this random shit about urban myths and legends which i obviously don't know as much about it because i don't know which fucking country fan death come from um i at least know of fan death it like it really rewards you for that, right. for that background knowledge. Does it ever mention the uh, the Scissor Girl? The Scissor Girl from Japan. Here we go. Yes. Uh, it's the Kuchis- Kuchisaka Ona, um, slit mouth woman. Mm-hmm. So she comes up with like a like a mask or something that's like covering her mouth, um, and she asks if she is attractive. To a random person. Oh, yeah. I say no, she'll kill you with her scissors. And if you say yes, she'll reveal that her mouth is, like, cut from ear to ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she repeats. And then if you say no, she'll kill you. And if they say, if you say yes, she'll cut your, your mouth yeah. that same way. I remember reading about this one. I just never remember what it was called. Right. So the reason this one's wild is in Japan for a while, there's actually a, a mass hysteria because people thought it was real and mm-hmm. like kids weren't allowed to there's a period like it's a bit around and then people started spreading that someone someone or something was actually doing this to yeah. people and then people literally weren't leaving their homes and 
there was just a mass panic about it. So I mean, that reminds me of the fucking um, uh, razor blades and kiddos candy for mm-hmm. Halloween. That like mass hysteria in the U.S. where like everyone was like, "Don't let me go through all your candy." Right. But literally, that happened once, yeah. and it was after the rumor spread that it was happening. Right. So somebody got the idea. Or Momo. Urban Momo, same thing. Yeah. yeah. It. My God, that Momo shit that happened recently was buck wild, though. That was some semi recently, right? That was this year. That was three or four months ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank God. I, internet happens so fast that I, I was never. Still know. working at Snurfs. Okay. That that gives me a good context for yeah. time, but. Yeah, so it, it digs. I haven't seen um, the the scissor uh, girl, mm-hmm. the scissor girl myth referenced yet. Um, but it very well might be because there's shit tons of just folklore uh-huh. that takes place in this game, mm-hmm. and then gets uh, not necessarily fully explained because there's so much mysterious shit that's not explained uh-huh. yet. I don't. I kind of hope and doubt that all of it will be explained by the end of the game. I think some of it is just kind of left for you to, like, think about. Uh-huh. Like House of Leaves. Um, spoilers for House of Leaves, a book that's been out since 2003. I've never read it. It's, well, okay, hang on, but this one's also 900 pages okay, long. Okay, fine, right? I won't spoil it. <laughs> um, there are mysteries also at the end of House of Leaves. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I really want, do you, don't you own it? I own several copies. Can I borrow one? It's uh, right there. It's like a fifty dollar book. Yeah, so. go go t- go take it when we're done. I'm gonna, oh, okay. You can go grab it now. I'm so gonna you go grab it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally right the fuck there. Um. So, what is your favorite part of the game so far? My favorite part of the game so far, I think, continues to be the documents. But I'll say something else so it doesn't get too uh, repetitive because I just fucking love those documents, dude. Um, I really like the um, sort of uh supernatural light aspects of the game is the way that I would describe it like the supernaturality of the characters and stuff if you start reading this right now I will literally disown you um <laughs> it's a 900 page novel and we have an hour to record a podcast uh, it, the characters still feel so real and so well developed but there's like certain things about a lot of the characters that just seem a little bit off or don't seem right uh-huh. in a way that you can't quite like pin down and sometimes you can't totally pin down and that's even freakier and that's just so deeply satisfying in the way that they successfully achieve that sense of like um unheimlich like the like the very similar to the known but not quite known uh-huh. so that makes it even freakier so just uncanny everything yeah is uncanny. uncanny yeah, yeah. um I use the word on Heimlich so much partially because of this book, so Ooh, enjoy. Okay. Uh, it's just, it's so, it's such a well-done piece of of science fiction, of, like, mystery, of, like, folklore. It's just so good. Like, I kept, I keep saying, like, if it was a book, I would read it. If it was a TV show, I'd watch it. If it was a movie, I'd watch it. Like, if it was any other piece of media, this story is good enough that I would engage with it. That's awesome. Which is rare in a video game, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I feel like the only other thing I, I feel that way about is... Um is uh last of us yeah last of us i would watch as a movie um i fully agree with that there are like fucking uh even one of my favorite games mass effect i have two novels about mass effect have never read them i don't think i ever will Uh uh-huh honestly i just don't think i can engage with that media in that way but this holds up this has been my piece about control buy it Please, it's very good. And there's so few games. I, I slammed That's on the okay. table okay. very lightly. There's so few games that force you to play as a female protagonist. Yes. And I love that this game does that. Uh-huh. That's it's just infuriating to me that there's so few games that do that. And I love that this one does. Yeah. Yeah. Give it your money. I'm into it. It's a give, feminist piece of art. Give, give you. You want people to give you the money. 
yes, but also give control your money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, give me your money. Oh, I said, I thought I said give it your money. Give me your money, please, also. Yeah, this, is, this has been Kai's subscription recommendation service. Yeah, this is the platinum service channel that you can't get yeah, <laughs> unless our, you pay. Yeah, our iridium tier yeah, live yeah, chat. Yeah, fucking on the Echo Net or whatever oh that is. Oh, my thing. God. I'm sorry. So, Aaron... You so came. Kai. You came. Oh, that's thank God you you're on it. Um, you came to me with a concept for just kind of a main discussion point of our episode, and I'm very curious to hear you describe that further. Yes. So my thing that I texted to Kai was about how in polite society, anger is considered a useless. Uh, useless or weak or ignorant emotion to feel and especially express. Um, and I've always had a problem with that. Um, but more so recently because I, I really feel that it's a way that people keep the status quo and keep the peace above doing what's right. Mm -hmm. Um, now in this story, I don't look the best, but this is a, an experience I had yesterday uh because i'll just start i'll just i'll just go in i'll it. support you and if you don't look the best okay well um i won't agree with your actions necessarily i'm that's, I'll, I'll, I'll that's say that's fair that's fair uh so i was walking in the parking lot to king supers mm. and i saw a car coming and i stopped and i'm looking at my phone and i stopped walking because i see a car coming out of my peripheral vision now this big white Ford Escalade uh, is coming around, and the woman driving it sees me and speeds up and cuts closer to me on purpose. What the fuck? Uh-huh. That's what I said. I said, what the fuck? And she yells at me. She's like, you shouldn't be on your fucking phone. It's not my fault. Look where you're going. And this other guy's like, whoa, what the hell, lady? And so we're, I'm yelling at her. I'm like, you almost hit me. Like, that's not my fault. She's like, you have a responsibility as a pedestrian. And this guy yells from the corner. He's like, you have a responsibility as a driver. And she's like, well, I didn't see you. I'm like, I know that's not true. So we're yelling. I'm like, whatever. And I walk in King Supers. I'm like, okay, hopefully, hopefully she's not coming in too. Hopefully she's, she's totally leaving. coming in though. She's definitely she's coming so in. She's coming in. So oh, you better God. get this party started. I'm so ready. Uh, so then I'm walking. I'm looking for Cheez-Its. This yeah. King Supers. Couldn't find the no Cheez-Its. Couldn't find the Cheez-Its. The one already thing infuriating I went into King Supers for. God damn it. The one thing. I ended up getting Totino's pizza rolls. And that's a close second. So I have my Totino's pizza rolls. And then this, I see this. I'm looking for the Cheez-Its. And mm -hmm. I see the woman. She's standing at the deli. And she's looking around. And she's not doing anything. She has her arms crossed and her hip cocked. Um, she's probably 50, in her 50s. Yeah. Um, she's white. She's standing there. And she's looking around. She's not doing anything. This 80-year-old man, that's my guess. He's got to be 80-something. You're doing great at guessing people's ages, he, by the way. He walks up. Uh, he walks up, and he starts – he raises his finger to talk to the woman behind the deli because he knows what he wants right away. He's yeah. 80 years old. He's had a lot of time to think about the cuts of me. He's considered it his whole he's, life. He's considered his whole – he's got his rhythm down as yeah. you do at right. age 80. Yes. Okay? And so he's about to politely ask – this woman throws her basket on the ground and says, what? excuse me, I was here first. I'll have a half pound of prosciutto, please. And the old man like looks at her. He's like, what? 
what and he just silently is just like glaring at her like yeah. why there's a way to do that that was polite yes. right so then I'm like I'm like oh my goodness she's causing more problems so I keep looking I can't find the Cheez-Its and I walk past again just in time to hear her say uh, the woman had asked do you want it thick or thin cut right that's basically yeah. the two options a normal question that's basically the two options they have at the deli yes this is a king supers deli thick or thin the woman says "Mm, in between and does the wishy-washy hand signal in between you know not thick not thin somewhere in the middle and then pauses for five seconds he goes do you think you can handle that and then i go Uh. off i run up and i'm like excuse me Excuse me. So you almost hit me in the parking lot, and you've decided you're going to come in here and ruin these people's days as well. She's like, I didn't see you in the parking lot. I'm like, I know you did, and I don't care because it's your job to see me as a driver. She's like, well, you shouldn't be on your phone. I'm like, I was standing stock still because I saw you coming, and you still almost hit me. You have to pay attention. And she, and I'm like, and now you're coming in here, and you're being, and this is where I go, this is where I go kind of wrong here. But I was fired up. I was pissed. I hate when people are rude to old people, and I hate when people are rude to service workers. Yeah, sure. So I'm like, so you do that, and you come in here, and you're being a bitch to this woman behind the counter and this man right here for no reason. You are going to be an absolute asshole to everyone around you because you're having a bad day. And so we start, and she's like, well, I was here first. I'm like, I don't care. He's your elder, and I don't care if you don't think she's capable of cutting it middle size but you like she's serving you and so i start i'm yelling at her and she's trying to like make excuses she's like well she just seemed confused so i you know like wanted to confirm that she understood i'm like that's not how you do that and i just go off and then i get approached by a manager yeah who says so uh, a lower level manager comes up and he's like, you need me to kick this guy off the premises? And the woman's like, yes, because like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. So I start walking to find Jesus and then the big manager comes over. His name's Mike. And he goes, yeah, well, we understand that this type of behavior from a person can be frustrating, but you know, if they're going to be like that, that's more their problem. You know, there's really nothing we can do. And I said, Sir, as a manager of a store, as someone in charge of your customers and your employees, you should make sure that they are protected from people who do not care about anyone but themselves, who are going to disrespect them and put them in danger, in my case. And I was like, so, you know, if you want to have that attitude that people will do what they want as long as they don't make a scene, uh, then I don't think you should be in charge. And I told that to him his face and I and he started pushing back he's like well you know I understand that you're frustrated but you know that's just not how the world works like it could if people in charge like you would you know take some responsibility for teaching people what is and isn't acceptable um and then I said I'm gonna buy some Cheez-Its and then I'm gonna leave your store yeah and I won't because I won't be able to find exactly, it. I said, yeah. I'm going to buy some Cheez-Its and I'm going to leave your store. How does that sound? He says, that. well, if that's what you want to do. I was like, okay, yeah, have a good day. <sighs> and then I walk off and I can't find Cheez-Its and I leave the store before more problems can happen. Um, but. But. My, and this is something that I think, in this context, I needed to keep a more level head. In this context, I could have handled it 
much better. Sure. Not use the language that I used. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I think that there, it was indicative of something that I notice on a larger scale and mm-hmm. a tool of the far right where you push people, you push people, you treat them like shit over and over again. And then when an angry response happens, you get to become the victim because someone is angry with you. Mm-hmm. You are now the victim, even though that's exactly what you're asking for. And we have all this, th- all these things in our culture that say, turn the other cheek, love your enemy. And I think those things are valuable, mm-hmm. but it can also give those people a lot of power and the ability to keep the status quo by saying that anger is automatically a negative thing, that it's better to not cause a scene, that it's better to never raise your voice or stand up for what you believe in than to, uh, it's, it's better to do that, to, to, to keep quiet than actually change anything mm-hmm. or stand up for each other. Yeah. And so that was a thing I started thinking about. And again, not saying I was totally in the right in that situation, because I wasn't. Uh, But it's a thing that I think applies on a wider scale, and I'd love to hear your thoughts or also your experiences. Yeah, I, I, as per usual, have a lot of thoughts and feelings about um, everything in the world constantly. Thank you for sharing your story, Aaron. Uh-huh. I um, I totally agree that anger is underseen and underutilized, especially by uh, certain groups of people, which I'll get into. First things first, 100% never call anyone a bitch. I know. Across the board. That sucks. I hate that. Um, I uh, only use that term uh, as a term of endearment towards myself or people that mm-hmm. I love, which I am very in support of. Um, one of the interesting things to me is that um, as you were talking, this whole story really reminds me of just kind of um, the discussion of respectability politics. And like when you first said polite society, my first thought was, ah, yes, white society. The way that we uphold white supremacy is by upholding this notion that like you don't speak out when you see anything unjust. Like white people, as white people, we are uh, programmed um, from a very young age to want to like oh not say anything when we see like racism occur because we're taught that it's not our business or it's not like our problem or like when anything happens it's like mind your mind your own business or like I mean you're really taught to maintain how things are I think that um relearning anger is very important especially for people who um uh, like aren't men because I remember something that has been socialized very deeply into me that I'm working very hard recently to unlearn has been expressing when I'm angry because mm-hmm. I never will fucking tell anyone when I'm angry and then it'll eat me alive and I'll die. Right. Um, I just, uh, just yesterday actually I was talking to my therapist about this day. I had therapy about this shout out therapy. Love it. Um, was, uh, yesterday one of my friends, uh, said that they could come help me out and like, help me make food and like help me do some chores because I am um fun news for the podcast I'm currently wheelchair bound right now and can't do a lot of those things for myself yet um and uh they didn't show up for five hours and I after the first two hours I was like hey where are you like no response I got somebody else to do it and five hours later they messaged me like hey I'm coming over I'm like literally fuck you I wasn't gonna get dinner you Uh can't I'm mad I'm upset at you right now I would not have 
told them that in such an egregiously plain situation that I have a right to be angry in, uh-huh. I would not have told them that I was angry at them like a year ago or something. And I think that in situations like that, it's primarily people who aren't men who are told like, oh yeah, you have to swallow this. And and yeah, people that aren't white. People that aren't white are always – the other thing that I was thinking about was I was listening to the read the other day, and during their um, read section, I believe it was Kid Fury that was talking about there are so many fucking videos on the internet of white people goading black people into getting mad and then recording them and calling managers at the store or, like, calling the cops – and fucking getting people kicked out or beaten up or arrested or, right. like, uh, attacked on the internet. It's bullshit. It's horrifying. Exactly. Because white people do it in the socially acceptable way, which is what that woman was doing. She was doing her shadiness in the socially acceptable – I say that in quotes because what she did was really callous originally, trying to hit you with her fucking car. Dude, that's fucked up. And then that person said something. But, like, the way that she was talking was in the socially acceptable white lady mm-hmm. way. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and it is absolutely a tool. I listen to a lot of um, Behind the Bastards and a lot of – it's a great podcast. I have such mixed feelings about it. Really? Oh, yeah. I like I liked it and listened to it for a hot minute, but I just found Robert Evans intolerable after a certain point, and I just couldn't listen to it anymore. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think it's got good things. Uh-huh. You didn't like the throwing bits. The throwing bits? The throwing the bagels and stuff like that. I have no idea what you're referencing. Wow, you really didn't get very far. I didn't get very far. I started listening to it when it came out, and I got maybe six episodes in. Mm, mm. I feel like he gets more tolerable later on. Okay, maybe I'll give it another shot. Uh, And it has really good info. Yeah, it totally Um, does. But I also listened to this show called Knowledge Fight, where Mm -hmm. they take Alex Jones episodes and they disprove all of his Somebody's got to do it. Yes, and it's very helpful to know about because a lot of the literal plan, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they all but say it on all these Alex Jones yeah. InfoWars episodes, is to uh, goad people mm-hmm. into being angry. Yes. Yelling or making you know decisions that don't fit into like, society like I did. Or like punching and then, people. And then that becomes uh that becomes the narrative yes they can edit it so that that's the narrative or they can twist it mm-hmm. um and that is their goal and it's very frustrating because it puts the impetus on people who are in danger mm-hmm. to not protect themselves yeah. in a way and to have to become martyrs yep and to not make martyrs out of these people by hurting them, like the Andy No situation. Yeah. Um, Do you want to explain what that is to listeners who might not be familiar? Oh boy. Uh, it just in so just Andy, very broad. Andy very No got his shit beat by Antifa, mm-hmm. um, and I don't endorse the Antifa people who. Not that Antifa is an organized group, but I don't endorse the fact that they beat the shit out of him. But they also didn't beat him that as badly as he claimed. He claimed that he had brain damage and all this stuff, and there's no proof of that. And his medical bills were paid many times over because he did a GoFundMe and got $145,000 in, like, so in like two hours. 
Um, and so he was like, oh, yeah, I used all that money on my medical bills because I had brain bleeding, which is probably not true. He has not produced any proof of that. Um, and he probably just pocketed a lot of that money. Sure. Um, but the reason that happened is because he was with a group as a quote-unquote journalist. Um, I believe it was Patriot Prayer guys, and they were talking about – it was later came out that they were talking about on his camera – Specifically going to this cider bar. I say bar, but they prefer cidery. Sure. Uh, in um, in Portland, they're going to the cider bar specifically to get into a fight and had weapons and were going through like their po- their police batons and stuff like that, um, saying that they couldn't wait to beat people up. Um, and it was because Antifa people knew that Andy No hung out with these people and was mm. specifically looking to hurt people that were yep. innocent bystanders um, that this happened to him. And he twisted it around to be that he was only a victim. Uh, now he's been kind of discredited, even by mainstream media, as a liar and an instigator. Mm. Um, but because he was beat up, he suddenly has a platform that he wouldn't have had. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, there's those situations where that's the plan. He wanted somebody to beat him up so that he could turn it into a launch for his career. Totally. alt-right mouthpiece. I mean, those are things that they talk about in their private Discord servers mm-hmm. all the time, is here is how you goad people into hurting you or yelling at you so you can, like, blow it up on social media to make people look bad. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's horrifying. Because I think part of the reason it's so horrifying is I know a lot of people who um, could fall victim to that very easily. Mm-hmm. Like my friends, as in like people on, oh yeah, on the left who oh absolutely I could I, get I, fucked I, that way. I have several people that we know in mind immediately. Yeah, so it I could see that happening to a lot of people in my life that I care very deeply about because the thing is, um, the cops will take their side mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. Yep. So there's. Aaron, the thing that gets me about this is it feels like there's no winning. There's no winning strategy. There is winning, and that is uh, we have – and it's weird because I feel that part of winning is that as a culture Mm -hmm. and as people in the activist sphere, we have to not use physical violence unless absolutely necessary. But we also need to – change the attitudes and the norms around anger mm. not that's give, a big ask not give in to hate ever ever because that is not a productive thing yeah um that'll eat you alive and it'll turn you into a very dark force of your own a um, sith lord if you will yes <laughs> uh but anger is an emotion. It's yeah. not something that we can that you can stamp down inside yourself. And as Kai pointed out, it'll eat you alive. And I think that part of the thing that we are tasked with is not just working in the political sphere, but working in the sphere of social mores and norms. Oh yeah. Um, Arguably, saying, that is the political sphere. Right. Well, and saying not just voted into law, but to say, hey, sometimes anger is justified, and sometimes when you've been you know, victimized or pushed this much, mm-hmm. you're. It's fine to yell. It's fine to yeah. get upset. It's fine to to stick up for yourself or somebody else. And just because you didn't do it in a 
socially polite way. Mm-hmm. Being polite gets people hurt. It gets yeah. people assaulted all the time. And we need to change that. We need to say sometimes it's more important to stick up for what's right and for your fellow man than to squash down your anger and turn the other cheek. What's really tough about that, Aaron, is I think this message is falling on the ears of uh, uh, oppressed people often who yeah. already know this information, oh, yeah. who have been angry for like right. years and years. And it's it's really the um, a lot of the social moderates, especially like uh, the the white. I, I don't even want to say middle class anymore because that doesn't exist. Like. <laughs> Like, white liberals, honestly, like, white liberals and white moderates are mm-hmm. the people that need to hear it because I feel like— Right, and I'm not—yeah, that's the group, and, and yeah. that's why I'm speaking to I know you're preaching people. to the choir, but yeah, those are the people that need to hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking not that—I'm not saying that people need to get—I know people are already angry. I yeah. know the people of you're color You're not saying people need people. to be angry. Yeah. I'm not putting the, the onus— on those individuals. No. I'm saying people in privileged positions. Well, the hegemonic ideal of what it is that is polite needs to change. Exactly. Yeah, I and, know what you're saying. And I think that people privileged enough to be considered already in, like, the in polite society yeah. need to start changing that. Well, we need to rework the entire way that we view emotions and emotionality because currently we also have... Uh, an anger problem with um, young white men yes. who are getting very angry because they feel entitled to the whole world around them. And then we also have a problem with anger with um, white women, honestly, because they're taught not to express anger in ways that are beneficial. Correct. And I... so it's like nobody knows how to do anger good. Exactly. We need to change the conversation around anger. Yes. And it's anger, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And there are healthy ways to deal with it. Yeah. And uh, men and women and everyone, uh, however you identify, people need to be taught that it's okay to be angry mm-hmm. and taught the skills to deal with that. And not yeah. counting to fucking 20. I mean, like. That channel- makes me angrier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like channeling that anger into, um, into activism, into art, into. Any type of it's a dialogue, it's dude. a dialogue, and and to be able to be angry but not attack, yeah. Um, and this is like a bigger thing than we can ever tackle on this. No, definitely, podcast, but, but I think it's a good conversation to have because you were just you were, it was on it was on the mind, and luckily for you, I didn't realize this was on my mind too. Um, well, that's awesome. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you almost got hit by a car, that's dude. Okay. I'm so fucked up oh, about here's, that. Here's my thing. I also want to say that. I'm sorry that I said bitch because I agree with you. I did not feel good about using that language. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, – here's a bit of a accountability work is I'm going to say on An this. Aaron update. An Aaron, Aaron accountability Aaron update. Aaron accountability. Um, you know, uh, I am going to get that out of my, out of my vocabulary. Asshole is um, great because everyone has one. Right. Exactly. Mostly. Not I everyone. Get, not I everyone has an asshole. I That's discriminatory. dick and – bitch yeah like the gendered the gendered douche is already gone out of my vocabulary yeah i want to get dick and and bitch out of my vocabulary and so this is my moment to apologize for using that word to another person in that way and to say that 
you know, I'd like to be held accountable to get those things out of my vocabulary. Yeah, but the anger isn't a bad thing. It's the just, anger itself, it's, it's you know, how it channels. and Yeah, it's just you learn where your brain still has some stuck points when mm-hmm. you get angry. Yeah. Because the words that you use and the things that you say when you're angry, I think, are indicative of, like, where you still have troubles. Because yeah. I've said things that are super shitty when I've been angry. Oh, yeah. Just yesterday, on Friday, actually, because I wasn't because that was where my brain goes that's like the, right. the channel that's already there or whatever yeah you gotta work on that i gotta work on that Everyone that's what i does. mean by you Everyone. i meant yes you not you aaron do better right well I, yeah and so i guess this was just you know my moment to take some accountability for that you know poor language and also to just say that i think i don't know we can all have a dialogue about anger anger's tight Emotions are tight. It's Emotions good to feel are them. tight. It's good to feel them. It's super good to feel them. It, it, but also, like, it can it can be difficult to, like, get back to a place of feeling emotions if you haven't for a while, so don't beat yourself up too much yes, for not Yes, don't. I them. mean, I didn't I, – I just – I've been on an Aaron yeah. update. I started antidepressants about three months ago. Oh, hey, congrats. Or two months ago. And it, I just started liking music again. <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. That, it's, like, actually breaks my heart. It's taking two months of antidepressants for me to start liking uh, music again. That's when I really knew that I needed to go to see somebody. Was, I yeah. wasn't – I would just cycle through Spotify joylessly. Um, and that's, that's never sad. happened in my entire life. So, yeah. Don't beat yourself up for not feeling emotions if, if you're having a trouble – if you're having trouble with that. I mean, um, there are people that can help with that. Mm -hmm. talk therapy or medication and if you're already doing those things give it time and keep working at it and yeah we believe believe in you you. we believe in you as a podcast we love you we do we love you very much um i think this is a solid place to wrap up yeah Uh, hey this is the same length as the last episode no i fucking guessed it was dude i knew it would be i literally when you said this is gonna be a mini set i was like no this is a special so okay because it will not be mini i know this um do you want to do the outro I'll, so, yes. Okay. Uh, so um, you can find if it's gay we play uh, at gay gamers on all social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at gay gamers g a y g a m e r z. The reason Hannah does this is because I have dyslexia. <laughs> um, you can find us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Please like, rate, and what was the thing that they said? Obey. Like, rate, and obey, please. Like, rate, and subscribe. Um, give us a review. We've gotten some really nice ones. We really appreciate it. Um, and please uh, feel free to email at us. Email us at ifitsgayweplay at gmail.com. Um, we've gotten a lot of really wonderful emails and messages on social media. Um, people are really excited that we've come back from summer vacation. Uh, we're also very excited that we come back from summer vacation. We've missed you all very much. Uh, we're excited to continue giving you video game updates as well as emotional ones, as well as just some really, really gay shit. We're really stoked about that. Um, and uh, we are on the uh, network, Stick Poke Prod. You can find other podcasts on the network um, that Aaron does and also that my uh, traditional co-host, Hannah, does. Um, no Exit with her and Wendy is a very funny take about horror movies where one person loves horror and the other person used to hate horror but now doesn't um and the other one is called uh by the grace of pod fuck is that it yeah oh thank god i got so scared that i said i know 
Not fuck, yeah. By the grace of pod, hot. hot. I thought I had said uh, pod save America, but nope. that was what my brain thought, and now what my mouth said. I'm very pleased by that. Um, it's very funny, despite the fact that um, I get it constantly mixed up with other podcasts that have pod in the name. Um, I listen to it, and it's good, and you should also listen to it. Aaron's a very funny young man, and he should be uh, rewarded for this with listens, as oh, well shit. as the other uh, co-hosts. Y'all recently have gotten a new recently have gotten a new co-host. Is that correct? Yes, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that very exciting? Tiffany's great. We like Tiffany. Tiffany is a queer lady mm-hmm. as well. She's very funny. Yeah, she's she's super cool. Shout out to Tiffany, and she's a gamer. We should have her on. This Why? Show. Yeah, we should have Tiffany on. We have a lot of I've been playing very good guest ideas. With her. Borderlands Three. Yeah. Woof. Woof. Yeah, woof. But we're, having a, we're having a fun time. It's, okay, that's Again, good. it's fun gameplay when you've got yeah. your buds. Okay, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, And the other person who I want to give a shout-out to is uh, also Aaron, who um, composed the uh, theme song for oh, this shucks. podcast, which is a wonderful li- little ditty that we love very much. Um, And Aaron, do you have music available elsewhere that you can <laughs> listen to? Not yet. I've started actually working on it now that I don't work nights and yeah, okay, am good. quitting my many, many extracurriculars. I am very glad to hear that. my own dreams. I believe in you. Such as producing these podcasts and making music. I have missed having the ability, because the only way that I've ever been able to hear Aaron's music is live. Uh And that's made me very sad, because you're not always here. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you used to practice guitar in your room all the time. Mm -hmm. And now you don't. I don't. Well, you don't. Well, you do, but not in this room. I actually don't, because I've been so busy. Well, that's pretty fair, actually. I need to get, yeah. That's part of why I'm reordering my life so that I can follow my true passion. Reprioritize. Okay, yes. good. Um, so stay tuned for if Aaron's music ever gets to be on the internet. We would love that. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for letting me uh, talk. I hope I didn't uh, do too much of that. You uh, did the equivalent amount of that as um, a co-host should. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yes. <laughs> Which I dearly appreciate. Thank yes. you for I co-hosting. I appreciate you. And I, love I appreciate. You I love you too. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Um, what is the? <laughs> keep playing gay. And keep being games. And, and fuck, fuck shit, shit up. up. Goodbye. Bye.